0: Welcome in to the unnamed MMA podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. And across from me, as always, is Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at one on 1000 Get all of his picks at FatJackSports.com. Baseball, done. Hockey, done. sorry. Basketball, done. Hockey, done. Baseball, full swing. See the pun there? I love it. Full swing. And we are about to enter football season in a few weeks. That's right. Football season's coming, so sign up for FatJackSports.com so you can get a head start on all the information. And of course, you get all of Jordan's picks, not just the ones we make here on the podcast, but all of Jordan's picks at FatJackSports.com. So we have a fight night to preview today, early, early in Jacksonville. Don't get it. Don't get it.
1: They're not it doing is any weird. favors to the uh, oh, not really South Florida, but the Floridian uh, MMA fans. Well, here's but we'll um, turn up.
0: Yeah, look, I think there'll be there's going to be people there, obviously, but I will say that in the summer like you kind of value your Saturday nights a little more. So maybe since it's I mean since it's not a pay-per-view and like I would say yeah, just just have it during the day. Get over with during the day.
1: Well, it's ideal because the weather sucks during this time of year. It's very hot. Yeah, in Florida. Yeah. Very undesirable yeah. to be outside. So why not be inside an arena? And enjoy your nighttime. enjoy your nighttime. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, there's there's definitely some, some interesting fights and some interesting oh, yeah. fighters. I mean, the main event should be a barn burner for as long as it lasts. And you've got some other notable names, some veterans. And obviously the key for us is to make money. And oh, by the way, wow. You know, I, what, what, you can't. You can't really comment on a Jared Cannonier performance like that without from commenting on a Jared Cannonier performance like that. I mean, he, wh- yeah, where did that come from? I don't know. I mean, Marvin Vettori wasn't like my lock of the century, but I felt uber confident about Marvin Vettori's ability to be able yeah. to win the fight standing and get the fight to the ground. And then Jared Cannonier just shatters UFC records by a significant amount of strikes landed yeah. in a fight. Yeah, good for you, Jared Cannonier. <laughs> Bad for me. Yeah, Jordan's not bitter about
0: it at all. (laughs) He won't be thinking about that one forever. It's okay, especially the next time you fight. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. All right, let's get to this main card here, this main event. Josh Emmett, Ilya Topuria is going to be great. Jacksonville, Florida. The main card starts at 2 o'clock, so this will probably happen around 4.30, 5 o'clock, I would say, something like that. Uh, is it, it maybe a schedule depending how long the other fights go, but this should be, I would say, maybe like four four thirty for this fight for the end of this for this main event. Emmett comes back four months after you know coming up short uh, in his claim to the interim featherweight title at UFC 284 in Australia, and, uh, and then you've got the undefeated through his first th- thirteen fights. So Pri is coming in here uh, after you know he has had back-to-back second-round finishes uh, in his last two fights. So this should be a very good fight between these two guys, like you said earlier, uh, for as long as it goes.
1: It's one of those storylines where... How good is Taporia? I mean, he's undefeated. Uh, he was very impressive against Bryce Mitchell, who mm-hmm. was also surging, and it was, a, it was uber impressive that he got his, the, the win that he, the way that he did, being able to handle Bryce Mitchell on the ground. But four UFC appearances, or really five UFC appearances, but the last four for Taporia have all been finishes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got knockout power, pretty impressive for a guy that's really actually known for his submission skills. Uh, and a guy that has, you know, jumped between weight classes, but uh, he believes that his future is in the featherweight division. He's he believes that he could be a guy that challenges Alexander Volkanovsky. Well, the way that you do that is that. You 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 beat a guy and you beat a guy impressively with the the caliber and the accolades of a Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett, as you just alluded to, you know, trying to bounce back and bounce back from his loss uh, the last time out to Yair Rodriguez was for the interim UFC featherweight championship. Yair is going to be challenging Volkanovski uh, in a month or so for that belt. But mm-hmm. prior to that, I mean, very impressive performances. By Josh Emmett. He also has knockout power. He's got a wrestling background to be able to rely on. So, what is it? Is Josh Emmett back into the title mix or is Olya Tapuria need to be considered as amongst the title contenders and the top guys in the, in the featherweight division? Well, Tapuria
0: is a heavy favorite. So, yeah, he's minus favorite. 355 against Emmett, who's plus 270. So, I mean, obviously, Vegas believes that Tapuria is going to win this pretty handily.
1: Yeah, and look, and I don't agree with those odds. I don't Ooh. think that Josh Emmett should be as. A significant uh, of an underdog heading into this fight. I still think he should because, look, A, how is he going to look following uh, the stoppage loss that he had against Yair Rodriguez? We have seen him stopped against heavy hitters before. Jeremy Stevens uh, knocked him out in a fight in Orlando uh, several years back. But prior to that, you know, look, Josh Emmett relied on his power. Uh, he's been in championship fights before. He went five rounds with Calvin Cater, won that fight via split decision. If you recall, we've talked about that type of fight Several times uh, previously on the podcast, a fight where Josh Emmett landed the more significant strikes, but Calvin Cater landed more volume. And how are the judges being swayed back and forth? Are they being swayed more by power shots or are they being swayed more by volume and pit, 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 You know, pitter-patter type of fight that Calvin Cater was? Um, That's not the case with out of these guys because both of these guys hit hard. They look for power shots and they look to knock you out. Mm -hmm. I think if you're siding with Elliot Tapuria, and I get that the reason why you are, he's undefeated. He hasn't tasted defeat before, but we have seen him get hit. And I think that's the issue with a fight against uh, Josh Emmett. The leaky defense that Elliot Tapuria has showcased specifically against uh, Jay Herbert a couple of fights ago. So... Um, and, and traditionally, also Abdallah, in a, in a fight like this, like you know, you get two guys that are that are knockout artists. Well, then what's the fight going to be contested on the ground. It's mm-hmm. it, it, you know, Ahmed's a grappler, he's a wrestling background, and Taporia's got the, the submission skills. So, my play, my recommendation for this fight is actually quickly on the over at one and a half. Okay, a dower eight right That's now at Fandil. That's, That's not, not bad. That's not bad. If you just believe that this, even the significance of this fight. The fact that Emmett could ill afford to lose two fights in a row, and he's getting a little bit older in age. Taporia needs to prove himself that he's a title challenger facing a guy that fought for the interim title. Maybe there's a little bit also of a feeling out process between these two guys. Yeah. So I think it's absolutely worth a look that the power and the striking kind of canceling each other out, this fight maybe going to the ground, plus a little bit of a feeling out process over one and a half. Okay, and at
0: minus 108, that's not bad. If we look for the uh, method of victory here uh, for the way this fight might end, obviously we think it's going to end within the distance. just over that one and a half, though. But uh, Tapuria by submission is plus 165. Tapuria by knockout is plus 175. Emmett by knockout is plus 500. Tapuria by points is eight and a half to one. Emmett by points is nine to one, and then Emmet by submission is twenty-three to one, and uh, that's about it. There. Yeah, I
1: don't think we're going to see Emmet uh, go for any uh, flying, uh, you know, triangle chokes. Or no, that's <laughs> not be in the mix. I think if you're looking for a value proposition in a type of fight like this, for sure, I do believe that someone is getting knocked out. I don't think we're going to the judges' scorecard, so you could can cancel out the decision props in that. Mm-hmm. I think a Tapuria be a knockout, uh, Tapuria be a submission or Emmett via knockout are probably the most likely plays. And obviously, as, as you were listing them off, those are the most likely scenarios from a yeah. prop standpoint. I think you got to look at the via knockout. I think, again, the guy's been falling in love with his hands. This is a fight that it probably will, you know, even though it, I'm alluding to the fact that it'll likely go to the ground, will be contested at some point in the feat. Josh Emmett's going to want to stand and bang and try and land a bomb, and, and he's going to be on the receiving end of Ilya Tapuria. So... So if you need to play a prop, I'm not recommending it, but to be a knockout would be a small play. Okay, so it's pretty be a knockout there, and then also the over
0: of 1.5 at minus 108. Uh, which looks good. Those are good odds there. Almost even money on that minus 108. You wanted to also look at one of the prelims in this uh, UFC fight night that's taking place in Jacksonville. So that's going to be even earlier. This fight's going to be around uh, like 1.30 p.m. most likely uh, on Saturday. And you've got Neil Magny going against Phil Rowe. Phil Rowe, the underdog here at plus 144. Neil Magny, the the favorite at minus 175. And just quickly before you get into this, um, Vegas believes that Magny is going to win this by points at minus 110 for method of victory. So this one looks to go the distance at least according to Vegas that they think that this fight's going to go the distance that Magny's going to
1: win by points which should make for a decent fight between these two. Yeah, I, I look, I love that. I love that strategy. I don't want to you know, give out my pick right off the bat, but I love <laughs> Magny via decision. Magny is not a guy that goes out And and submits guys or or finishes them. He's a guy. Look, 27 wins, 16 of them have gone to the decision, and he has fought a who's who uh, of the welterweight division: Gilbert Burns, Shavkat Rakhimov, Jeff Neal, Michael Chiesa, Robbie Lawler, The Leach, Santiago Ponzinibbio, Lorenz Larkin, Johnny Hendricks, RDA, Carlos Condit. The names go on and on. He's been in the UFC welterweight division forever. Uh, He's kind of that gatekeeper to the top 15, top 10. He's a very difficult guy to deal with because, A, his length, his height, his reach, and his cardio. And the fact, too, that he's a very tough out. I mean, you know, 10 losses, uh, he's only been knocked out twice. He has been submitted a few times, but he's a tough guy to get out of there, uh, you know, from a loss standpoint. And the advantages that Phil Rowe has had most recently, again, in the welterweight division, and by the way, he did make weight. That was an issue for Phil Rowe. He had mm-hmm. missed weight in two of the last three times that he was victorious in the welterweight division. But he's also taken advantage of his height and his reach and his athleticism, which are virtually identical to that of Neil Manny. So it's not going ha- he's not going to have the physical attributes that he typically has had in previous bouts in the welterweight division. And the one caveat about this, the one uh, question mark you have about Phil Rowe is that he has either had to come back in fights, he had to come back in the Nico Price fight most recently, or he has tired. His cardio is not up to snuff. Mm-hmm. That is a Formula for disaster yeah. against a guy like Neil Magny. So for me with those attributes, looking at just the physical you know, similarities and mm-hmm. the cardio game, Neil Magny straight up on the money line, but also Neil Magny, how traditionally he wins fights on the points. I like that. Neil Magny by points,
0: minus 110. That's good. Neil Magny, you know, minus 175. That's not horrible. Um, uh, for those odds there, uh, especially for... But I would say Neil Magny by points because just traditionally, you know, he's not going to knock you out. He's not going to that's going to take you down. I mean, Neil Magny by submission is 12 to 1. Magny by knockout is 7 to 1. So when you're looking at just straight value, if he's going to win the fight at minus 175, minus 180 then just take Neil Magni by points at minus 110. Get a little bit better value for yourself. And, and look,
1: Neil Magni opened up as a Dower 38 favorite, so money is coming in on Neil yeah. Magni And mm-hmm. look, and I get the fact, too, why you would like Phil Rowe. I mean, Phil Rowe is, you know, as an underdog, he's an up-and-coming talent. Uh, he's got finishes in two of his last three bouts, so he's looked good. It's just that the ways that he's been able to take advantage of those finishes against his previous opponents is not going to be available to him against Neil Magny. Anything else on this card that you're looking at?
0: We're taking kind of an unorthodox approach to this UFC fight night because there's not a lot of value plays in the uh, main card besides the main event that we gave you. Um, but in this end, you know, Neil Magny at the very end sure. of this uh, prelims here. But
1: anything else well, earlier in Well, we do have to touch upon the heavyweight fight that's going to be featured on the main card. Austin Lane, the former Jacksonville mm-hmm. Jaguar. Yeah, how about fighting that? Fighting in front of his hometown crowd. How about that? Crowd. Austin Lane, yeah. Uh, Austin Lane against Justin He was
0: drafted. He was a fifth-round pick in 2010, and then when he finished playing in the NFL, transitioned to the MMA. uh, You know, he went through, um, you know, obviously his going through the ranks and trying to get to this point. But yeah, the big boys are going to be there. But this should be. An explosive one. I have this in my my notes here. Someone is going to get knocked out. Yeah,
1: exactly. I I think that's the easy. The under one and a half is 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 a favorable play for sure, but probably the odds aren't too great on that. Look, you know, Austin Lane is famous for being a former Jacksonville Jaguar. He's, he's famous for being knocked out by Greg Hardy on Dana White's Contender Series, which mm-hmm. was the uh, fight that Greg Hardy utilized to catapult himself into the UFC. Austin Lane, look, does have a pretty impressive uh, you know MMA record, but all of those wins have come on the, the regional scene. They are first-round knockouts because he utilizes his athleticism. And he's a big dude that's going to cut mm-hmm. the 265, but... He hasn't fought a guy with the the resume and, and the level of skill set from striking to Justin Toffa. I mean, Justin Tafa is not gonna like do anything to wow you, but the dude just hits hard. Uh, he's got some 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 kickboxing, some Muay Thai in his background, and I think it's just gonna be too much to uh, for Austin Lane to to win. And certainly, it's risks with heavyweights and low-level heavyweights at that. But I think the to Justin Toffa just straight up on the money line, is the play. Uh, you know, it should be a, you know, straight up. And if you don't. I don't think you have to stuff them into a parlay I think there's enough value on oh, him man I was just up. doing that
0: I was stuffing I was making a taffe magni parlay which p- pays 140 plus okay. 140 okay all I right mean, I can, I'm I
1: can side with that so we'll put a taffa and a magni parlay together at plus 140 I yeah, like that exactly. I like that the other couple of things that I'm looking at real quickly on the other card uh, Trevor Peak is a fascinating lightweight uh, he's uh, he's fighting uh, Jose Marisol uh, Peak unde- un- undefeated at 8 0 uh, I think all wins coming in the first round via knockout. The guy like is is basically shot out of a cannon. That's his offensive style, fast break all the time. I like him straight up on the money line to get the win. Uh, you know, Marcell's that that he's the type of guy also that comes out with that type of game plan, kill or be killed. I think he's going to sleep. The other fight that I'm also looking at uh, is the uh, Tabitha Ricci and Jillian Robertson. Jillian Robertson right now as it stands on Friday afternoon is the underdog. Mm-hmm. Tabitha Ricci has struggled with grapplers. She does, what well, she will have the striking advantage over Jillian Robertson. That's usually the case in uh, Jillian Robertson fights. But Tabitha Ricci struggled with smaller fighters with less of a grappling acumen before I think Jillian Robertson gets this fight to the ground rather quickly and subs Tabitha Ricci out.
0: Ooh, okay, okay. So that one, uh, Jillian Robertson, like you mentioned, she's plus 112 right now. But if you go to the method of victory, Robertson, by submission, is plus 380. Oh, yeah, you've got to do sprinkle? that. I think that's sprinkle All right. for sure. All I right. think
1: for sure. That's how she wins fights. I like that. Robertson. And I texted with uh, a good buddy of mine, Dean Thomas, who is one of her coaches. Uh, and he believes that Jillian Robertson has had a very good training camp and okay. preparation for this fight. That's a good sign. Sometimes she's not mentally there, but this time she is, so we like her. I like that. I like that. Anything else we should keep an eye on, or is that pretty much it for that's this UFC fight night? That's pretty uh, much it. I, 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 mean, I think you know, the Brundage-Dumas fight, That I don't know where that's falling on the card. I've seen it in the main card. I've seen it opening up the prelims, but Cody Brundage, usually uh, you know, his fight's either uh, he gets stopped or he stops his opponent. I think that's the case. So the under 2 and a half is, is is heavily juiced. To the under, so you know, might want to look to stuff that into a parlay if you can.
0: All right, so right now we're taking um, the under over, sorry, the over one and a half in the Emmett uh, Tapuria fight. and We're taking Tapuria by knockout at plus 175. Uh, we're stuffing Neil Magny and Justin Tafa into a parlay to pay. Plus one forty, but we're also going to take Neil Magny by points at minus one ten, and then we're are sprinkling on Jillian Robertson by submission at plus at three eighty, which should be a pretty good payday. So. Um yeah, those that's I mean, that's for the prelims, that's a pretty good, uh, nice little card we've put together for ourselves. I think. Yeah,
1: look, and it's gonna be fun. Look, fights are fights, and uh, we'll all be watching and you know, I'll get up early and have to just uh distract Zoe and Max so I can yeah. watch a little bit of the UFC. It's a little brunch uh for your prelims, maybe a little
0: afternoon snack for your uh for your main card here for this UFC fight night and then uh, is the next one uh, next one a real time? Are they back in Vegas for the next one? So the
1: next one is at the uh, Apex. At the Apex. Uh, all right. So that's real time. versus uh, Magomedov, and uh, we've got uh, Grant Dawson's on that card. Max Griffin, the That'll Queen of man. Violence, or uh, Ariane Lipsky, uh, Kevin Lee making his return. That'll be a good card. Uh, and then, oh yeah, your favorite Alexander Romanov and Blagoy Ivanov, a couple of heavyweight Russians. Oh
0: the yeah, the big boys. I love it. I love it. He is Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000 Get all of his picks at FatJackSports.com. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. We'll be back next week for another episode of the Unnamed MMA Podcast. Thanks for listening.